0: How many of you are on holiday or been on holiday? Yeah, and um, I don't know about you. What, what, what your your plans is when you when you go on holiday? I like to I like to take books to read, and uh, normally I take big uh, philosophical and uh, very. Uh, hard-hitting doctrinal books to to just because you have space to do that or whatever Um, I'd like to share one of them with you that I we went to Zante earlier um, a few weeks ago and I I want to uh, just share uh, something of a book and encourage you this morning as we do that and it's called Webster the Preacher Duck (laughs) and uh, I'd like to read it which way is this going do I need to switch this on? Good. I'd like to read it to you, if, if possible. Sunday morning, the ducks awake. Stretch their wings and leave the lake. Waddle through the, the reeds. Waddle up the bank. Waddle around the dog under the tank. Sorry, I'm not having I mean, right. Waddle down the hill. Waddle past the perch, waddle, 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 waddle into church. And there he stands, the Prince of Palak, the world's greatest preacher, Webster D. Duck. He clears his throat, shimmies his shins, takes a deep breath, and Webster begins, I'm the preacher, I'm the preacher, you're going too fast. (laughs) I'm the preacher, Doug, and the sermon I bring is, praise the Lord, because you created the wing. Fish have fins to swim in the sea. Monkey has a tail to hang in the tree. But the Lord wants ducks high in the sky. So he give wings so we can fly. And all the ducks began to quack. We'll fly to the moon, then fly right back. Now ducks, use your imagination. We are not bound by gravitation. We are made for aviation. It's the day of our migration and all the ducks began to shout flying's in and waddling's out I'm the preacher duck when you leave your seat you don't have to walk on those webbed feet you have wings you can fly stretch out your wings reach the sky and all the ducks began to sing hallelujah praise the king above the mountains we will glide v formation side by side and desert all Over deserts, over seas, through the clouds, upon the breeze. Hallelujah, King of Kings, you made us ducks, you gave us wings. (laughs) Then at the door, the ducks all say, thank you for that sermon today. Inspirational food for thought. Powerful message, so well taught. You made us laugh, you made us cry, you touched our hearts, you made us sigh. Well... Must be off, can't stop and speak. Thank you, Rev, see you next week. Then all the ducks' wings tucked in, stretched out their legs, and they began to waddle along down past the perch. Waddle up the hill, away from the church. Waddle around the dog, how their feet ache. Waddle, 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 back to the lake. That uh, that is such a a story, and full of truth, because we can hear such truth and hear the truth of God's word, and uh, uh, actually not allow it to change us, not allow it to uh, uh, actually help us to to get uh, live the life that Christ wants for us. So I trust this morning you will feel. Uh, that you will leave this place, rather, just inspired of what, what's being said, and uh, you will apply it to your lives. I'm actually coming, stepping out of the series that you're currently in, of the parables, and um, I just sense, I rung Sarah in the week, that I, that I wanted to speak on worship, and how, actually how worship helps us to break through. It's a powerful weapon, worship. Eugene Peterson says this, Worship is the, is the strategy by which we interrupt our preoccupation with ourselves and attend to the presence of God. It's a great quote. Worship is the strategy by which we interrupt our preoccupation with ourselves and attend to the presence of God. And that quote actually is, uh, is really uh, captures the story that I want to bring to you today in Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's a, it's, it captures the place where the people of Judah are, where the King Jehoshaphat finds himself. And uh, it's the story of, of them where they are about to be invaded by three armies. Jehoshaphat has been king for, for a number of years. He's about 35, 36 years of age at the time. And most of that time, he, he's, he's had to deal with uh, being, be, uh, keeping the, the enemies w- w- wanting to invade his land. And, but this time, it's worse than ever. This time, it's not just one army. It's not just two armies. It's three armies. And, uh, and for them, it's, uh, it's a place that uh, uh, the odds are stacked against Judah. They don't see any hope. They don't see uh, a breakthrough happening. Humanly speaking, it looks like the game is over. So we're going to read this, some verses this morning. Uh, excuse my slides, they're not as flashy as yours. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks and, and the slides. So, um, you know, we've only just discovered PowerPoint in Carmarthen. So we, so we are, um, we, we are uh, it, it is going to be basic. But listen, I don't know how you've come this morning. I don't know how you feel. I don't know most of you. But I know that God wants to speak to you today. And I, wanna, I know that God is just longing to start a conversation with you, so let's read Second Chronicles twenty and verse verse one. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and some of the Meonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, "A vast army is coming against you from Edom and from the other side of the Dead Sea." And so it is already in Hezron, Tamar, that is in Gedai. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town and uh, to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord and in front of all the new of the new courtyard and said, "Lord." The God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. And then he goes on and he, he, he's praying a history of what God has done. And we get to verse 12. And it says there, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do but our eyes are on you just want to just camp there for a moment so here we have the children of judah men women and children they are terrified of what is ahead of them they know what's coming their way they know what the situation that they are facing. it And really, literally, it is a life and death situation that they face. The enemy is taunting them. And what they do is that they, they come together and they begin to pray. And they begin to, to worship. They need a breakthrough. And they begin to remind themselves who God is and they begin to proclaim the truth about who God is in verse 6 we, we, we have read are you not the God of who is in heaven you rule over the kingdoms of the nations power and might are in your hand And what they're doing is not they're not saying to God, reminding God who he is as if God has got some insecurity in any way. No, actually, what they're doing is they need to remind themselves of who God is. Who is it, the God that they serve? And this morning, as we have come together, as we have sung great truths this morning, as we have uh, come and, and prayed and as we stand before the Lord... And maybe you, you are weighed down with some issues and some problems this morning. Maybe you're carrying, maybe you, you, even now you, your thought process is, is, is somewhere else. You're preoccupied with something else. Maybe you're uncertain of what's, what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe you're uncertain of what's awaiting you. Maybe you are you, 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 uh, uh, unsure what's coming your way and you've sort of limped into church this morning. And we stand before the Lord and we sing. And as we focus and as we declare and as we proclaim the realities of uh, the situation that we find in some way change. Not that we dismiss them. But as we begin to sing and as we begin to pray and as we begin to seek God, we get a, a realisation. We begin to, to feed our, our souls. We begin, begin to feed our lives on who God is. And God is great. And God is big. And this morning, you, we need to remember the victory that has been won for us. We need to remember in the situations that we we find ourselves that it may be hard and difficult at the moment, but we remember as the people of God that we have a glorious future. And we remember that God is always with us. Now we all say that, but I wonder this morning, do you know the presence of God in your life? Corey Ten Boom, who is... um, Uh, a prisoner uh, of war in the concentration camp in the the Second World War and she saw the evil that was uh, before her. Uh, She said this, when you look at the world, you'll be distressed. When you look at yourself, you'll be depressed. But when you look to God, you'll be at rest. And this morning, we look to God. Worship is... For our God, it's not, for, not about us. Unfortunately, we've, we've uh, made it very much uh, it's what we do, but it is all about God. But the great thing is, as we focus, as we look to God, as we begin to sing praises, as we worship, we begin to find strength. And we begin to find renewed hope. And then we begin to find confidence. And I love verse 12. I love it where, where it says, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I love it. I've lived my life. That's a life verse for me. I don't know what to do, I don't know what to pastor. I don't know how to pass that. I, I, you know, the favor, the favor of God is, is, is an incredible thing. We don't know what to do. I'm sure you've been through a series. You don't know what to do. But, you know, we, as a church, we've got a new building. We, we're looking for two church plants or preparing for two church plants in Lampeter and Newcastle. Rim. And, you know, I, I haven't got a clue. But the truth is, our eyes are on the Lord. And the truth is, Sarah and Julian, they haven't got a clue. How many of you wanted to say that to them? Yeah? Um, But your eyes, your eyes are on the Lord. And maybe you've come into church this morning with that sense of, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to cope with this. I don't know how to deal with what I'm facing. let me encourage you this morning, look to God. Put your eyes on, on him. Recently, a couple of weeks ago, we went to Naturally Supernatural as a, as a church group. And um, there was a, one of the talks, they, they said this phrase, and it really, it really um, caught my imagination. It says this, suffering is inevitable. Celebration is a choice. Suffering is inevitable. Celebration is a choice. And here the children of Judah and uh, Jehoshaphat, they were under pressure. There There was suffering coming their way. And he cries out, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And we get to verse 14, and I love the detail of God. And in verse 14, 14, it says this, Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah. Don't miss that. Lord, I don't know what to do. My eyes are on you. And then over here, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon a man. To speak on God's behalf. And he comes. And Jezehiel Jeze- means God sees. I love that. I don't know what to do, but my eyes is on you. So God sends someone to direct them, to encourage them, to build them up. To give them purpose, to give them value, to know who they are. And he brings it through a voice whose name is God sees. That really encourages me. And verse 15 says, oh, he stood in the assembly and he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Maybe you need to hear that today. The battle you face that's coming your way maybe tomorrow or maybe the day after or where you find yourself in, the battle is not yours, but it is the Lord's. He's the God who sees. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. I love the detail. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jerael and you will have to fight this you will not rather have to fight this battle take up your positions and stand firm and see the deliverance of the lord the lord will give you judah and jerusalem do not be afraid do not be discouraged go out to face them tomorrow and the lord will be with you i love the bible Julian said that he would, he would sit and read the Bible and the seeds would, would, would just grow and develop in it. Well, we love it. We love the Bible. And as the people gather together, and as they begin to lift their eyes, and as they begin to proclaim who God is, the God of heaven, and as they interrupt the issues, and boy, was it an issue, That they were preoccupied by and attend to the presence of God, God speaks. God moves. God pours out his spirit. And he begins to lead them and direct them. And when they begin to worship and when they begin to uh, give thanks, there's a release wonder if you know anything about that that actually when stuff is bad when stuff hits the fan when times are difficult when you worship there's a release there's a release from heaven there's a release into our lives and worship isn't just about singing to the heavens, worship is a two-way connection. As we worship, God speaks. God comes to engage with us in a two-way conversation. You see, because worship was initiated by God. We love him because he first loved us. And God comes to them as they... As they worship and as they pray. And he comes to them and he directs them and he tells them how to deal with the, the enemy. And he comes and he, he confronts, the, the, the uh, he, he brings detail how to confront the enemy that's approaching. And verse 20 says this. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekka and set out. Jehoshaphat stood and said listen to me Judah and people of Jerusalem have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld have faith in the prophets that you will be successful after consulting the people Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the armies saying give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab and Mount Sire who were invading Judah and they were defeated. The Ammonites, the Moabites, rose up against the men from Mount Sire to destroy and annihilate them. After they had finished slaughtering the men from Sire, they helped destroy one another. And when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked towards the vast army, they only saw dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry, out, carry off their, their plunder and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. And there was so much plunder that it took them three days to collect it do you love the Bible? And I love, I love uh, this story and this is no fairy story. This is our God. This is the God that is present here today. God had spoken to them, and as they began to look at him, they they began to take up their positions. They began to adapt the posture of thanksgiving and stand firm. And this morning, the same God says to you, look, look for me. Look for me in that situation and stand firm in it. Be strong in it. Hold your nerve as you take up, as you adapt this posture of thanksgiving, you know, be, be resolute and watch what I can do. And watch what I will do and how powerful I am. I love this story, it's so encouraging. But don't, does anybody else think it's quite a bizarre story? To put the, the worship group and the singers at the front... Isn't that you know bizarre to you? It's not real, real uh, uh, conventional war ta- tactics, and especially to sing, give thanks to the Lord for His love endures forever. If I was, I was King Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't send the worship group in. Have you seen them? <laughs> There's not much strength and meat on them is there what you need is people who are aggressive people who are strong sorry don't worry looking at you adam um sorry um but people people who people who are who are mighty warriors people who 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 can face the battle but god's ways are so often unconventional but he is powerful God's ways are higher than our ways. God's ways, is not always our ways. But imagine, come with me for a moment into this story. Imagine, there they are, the musicians. Boys, come up front. You're going to lead us in this. And they can't believe it. And they go and they, the, uh, the horn blower is there and he hasn't got much breath. The drummer is, well, like any drummer, just bangs, you know. <laughs> and the cymbal, the cymbal player, he's like the, 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 the thing that on, on uh, Duracell. He's just because he's so nervous. But can you imagine because I think you know, we read this, and it all happens quite quickly. But the truth of it is that they had had the promise; God had spoke. But then there was a, a, an action of faith. And I don't know about you, but God has said things over us and, and over my life. And uh, yeah, thank you, God. But when I have to step out in faith, I get nervous. And so it is with these, this band that they had gone. They're probably saying, "Oh, well, this is the last time we're going to play together." <laughs> no, this it feels a bit like the quartet on the Titanic. You know, it's, uh, it is. Um, uh, we, we, you know, we do our best, and uh, and then there's the singers. Oh, the singers were were going out, and they were and they were uh scared they didn't have much voice either you know they were trembling a bit like dad's army at the end of i love dad's army at the end of dad's army the credits they're going the names are coming up and they're going like this i think the singers were like that because they were expecting the, the stones the spears you know the flaming arrows they were expecting ambush and they go out and they they begin to to say yeah, thanks to the lord Oh, God and King is loving to us forever. And they, you know, as they go further, oh, there's no stones, there's no arrows. So they get a little bit louder. Yeah, thanks to the Lord. Oh, God and King is loving to us forever. And then they get to the edge of the valley and they see, look over and they see them fighting amongst themselves. So they get a little bit louder. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. His love endures forever. And suddenly they see dead bodies everywhere. So they're really going for it. They got rhythm. Give thanks to the Lord, our God. They're doing the conga. Our God and King is love. But that's the truth that they had to step out in faith for the breakthrough to occur. They had to respond to the promise and the truth of God and like the ducks, we have to, uh, uh, or not like the ducks, we have to respond, you know, that we can fly in the purposes and in the power of God. Sorry, I said some stuff there. I wasn't supposed to sing either. Um, But... um, All good. Was it good too? Very good, very good. But here's the thing. There was a moment, there was a time in history that a people faced destruction. Where it seemed like an impossible situation. It seemed like they were marching to the valley of death. When we get to verse 26, when God had dealt with the situation, it says this But on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barakah, where they praised the Lord. And this is why it is called the valley of blessing to this day. And this morning, You may feel as if life, because we know that life is not fair. You may feel that life, in your life you're just entering a valley of uncertainty. A valley of defeat. Even a valley of death. But as you look to the Lord and as you praise him that valley of defeat, despair, death, you can know blessing. You can know peace. My wife had, was a few years ago was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was quite a mess and we, we had to deal with that. Life changes, doesn't it? Life changes like that. Priorities change. And the night before she was having surgery, she had been to Port Halbert, uh for the, the pre surgery and they'd marked all out and uh, uh, what they were removing and so on. And she went, and I remember that night, you talk about being awake most of the night, you know, from coffee. It was, uh, uh, you know, not, not much sleep was going on that night. And as, we, as I was lying there, and Karen not knowing that I was awake, all I remember at about four o'clock in the morning was sobbing from the side of her bed and worshiping Jesus and giving thanks to Jesus for what she was about to go through. And she was declaring over herself Psalm 91. And I tell you, We had to go through it, but we had a peace and a blessing as we went through it. And God is faithful, time and time again. Judah remembered if God be for me, who can be against me? And all they did was just stand in who God was and who God is. And worship is a powerful weapon. Worship changes situations. When you don't feel like praying, get on your knees to pray. When you don't feel like giving thanks, get on your knees to give thanks because to worship changes things, it changes the atmosphere, it ushers in the power of heaven. When we worship, we align and focus on the truth of who God is, and God is good. And faithful and true. And when we begin to uh, uh, declare the reality that Jesus Christ reigns and rules over all things. And when we worship, darkness is pushed back, the enemy is defeated. And when we worship, a supernatural breakthrough occurs. What breakthrough are you looking for this morning? What breakthrough do you need? I can stand alongside you and support you, but it's only as you stand in who God is that you will know release, that you will know victory. As I come to an end or as I land this thing, as the trendy thing is to say these days, I want you to notice three things very quickly, and it is quickly. Firstly, they praise God for their breakthrough before their breakthrough. They praise God during the battle, in the midst of it. And they praise God after their breakthrough came. See, worship is what we're made for. Worship is constant. It's before, it's during, it's after. Craig Craig Groeschel says, actually, we have three points of this journey. We're either going into trouble, in trouble, or coming out of trouble. And I think that's life. And we all face different levels of trouble. But it's all relative to us. And worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a choice. Despite, it, despite what happens, we're going to remember and declare and proclaim who God is and what he has done. Let's be a person that develops a rhythm of celebration in our lives. A rhythm of thanksgiving and praising God. And stuff may be gone pear shaped and stuff may be difficult and, 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 and all that, but actually, God is good and faithful and true. It's before, it's during, it's after. Let's continue to interrupt our preoccupied, preoccupation with ourselves and attend to the presence of God. Because it's there that we know God it's there we know the power of god it's there we know the strength of god it's there that god speaks and god moves it's there that we uh, re- we find a release of hope it's there that we have no life it's there that we have no healing wholeness direction and vision it's there that we find peace strength and courage and boldness it's there that confidence arises you know, the the singers, the army, the people of Judah went went into battle and they didn't they'd heard the promises but they have problems with faith. Oh, did God really say that? You know, well are you God you know we're doing this and stuff, which we all get. It wasn't a case of and you can read it like this, you know, oh, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough because they it wasn't that. They made themselves vulnerable. They made themselves into a a place to be used by God. And as they took a step further and as they sang louder, there was an authority that came that they realized who they were and how important they were and the value that God had on their lives and who God is. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. And worship is a spiritual activity. And when we worship, our lives are transformed. And our lives are changed. So as I pray. Maybe this word has spoken to you this morning. Well I know it would have. Because God always speaks. Through his word. And maybe you find yourself. Going into a situation. Maybe you find yourself. In that issue. And that problem. That sickness. This morning. Maybe you've find yourself well yeah i've i've been through that so i just want to pray for you if if you feel as if anything that has touched you this morning that you are in this facing present or been through situation i'd like to pray with you could you just stand We're just going to shut our eyes. Guys, can I just ask the guys just to come back up to pray? Just going to shut our eyes for a moment. We don't know what to do, God, but our eyes are on you. Father, I pray this morning that you'd release our tongues. You'd lift our heads. You'd open our eyes. Help us to proclaim that you are our God. Help us to know that whatever we face, you are bigger. And whatever valley we may be entering or in or come out of, in the middle of it, that we would be a people that know peace, confidence, and strength. So we just invite you by your Holy Spirit to fall, to fan the flame. And in this moment with you, release. Release our hold. Release our control. And help us to take the posture of standing in you. God loves us. God loves you. And He won't abandon you. He takes you by the hand and He leads you through life. Let's lift our eyes. Let's loose our tongues. And let's worship God together.